Just a quick heads up, this show contains sensitive and graphic material that might not be for everyone. If you don't enjoy in-depth true crime, humor about true crime, and drinking, please don't continue. We want to be respectful of the victims in these crimes, but as for the criminals, we just don't give a shit. Welcome to Crimes and Cocktails, a podcast where we explore true crime while drinking a customized cocktail, created by Tabitha and Katie. Hey guys, it's Tabitha. And I'm Katie. Welcome back to Crimes and Cocktails. This week we're going to be talking about some of the spooky and haunted spots in St. Augustine, Florida. Yup, because as you guys know, I moved out here to the quote-unquote sunshine state which i'm not convinced yet because it rains every single day so i don't know i think you guys need to rethink your name (laughs) but actually today we are having beautiful weather so just survived hurricane ian and um that was a stressful week obviously (laughs) uh but now we're having beautiful weather so that's great awesome cool but Katie came out and visited for Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. When was that? Like a month ago now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Time yeah. is going by. And we went to St. Augustine and it was a lot of fun. And we did some whiskey tasting and some history, mm-hmm. checking out stuff, museums. But we also did a ghost tour, which I was <laughs> not prepared for. Basically, we were kidnapped. Um, but <laughs> basically, yes. I mean, yeah. shall we discuss? <laughs> yeah, I think we could talk about it probably. Um, I mean, I mean, it, we could talk about it through the trauma. <laughs> yeah. uh, first of all, it was the, the tour guide was awesome. He was a great. He was a really nice guy. At all, yeah. it was just like, I, it wasn't a bad tour guide tour. It was just more intense than I think we were both like wanting to sign up for so we signed up for one that sounded more like it was going to be a walking tour of the city yeah where we would be like learning about some of the little places that were haunted and you know whatever like yeah like this is cool this is relaxed when i went to Um, salem we did like a walking tour and it was very like some history but like dark history you know and that's kind of more my speed um (laughs) But for yeah, you actual ghost that. hunters out there, this is this is the tour for you guys because yeah, there yeah, were some real canceled, ghosts. <laughs> so they canceled our walking tour because not a peop- enough people signed up for it, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna rebook you for this um, like driving tour." And so we're like, "Oh, cool. We're tired at this point. We don't need to walk around. We're just gonna get stuff pointed out to us and be in a car." No. Um, they drove us to different locations. In, like, a white, like, 15-passenger van. Right. Little, with like, some other people. Like, they uh... gave us, like, EMF readers. Um, and then, like, we... One of the stops was this, like, haunted house that was owned by this group. And there was, like... <laughs> you guys can see Tabitha's face when we walked in. <laughs> there was, like, a seance table set, set up. up. I literally started I making like, eye contact with Katie. And I was like, what the fuck did you do? What, 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 <laughs> Because I told um, her, I was like, hey, I'm all down to, like, 
go check spooky shit out. Like you guys know me. I love going to cemeteries and like seeing all that stuff. And I do love going we to, weren't down to places. Down to the devil. Basically. Yeah, I just wasn't like trying to like invite a spirit to like hang out with me. Cause like I live by myself guys. Like I don't need that. I don't need that. Maybe it would be comforting. No, it would not be comforting. <laughs> I'm not lying anyway, when I tell you that I had be... some creepy experiences a couple days to follow this event. <laughs> it was supposed to be like two hours and it ended up being like four hours. Yeah, because everyone on the tour was super into it. So yeah. we see Katie and I were like the two people. They're like, this is cool. But there's like a guy wearing like a summons demon shirt. And there was like, you know, people brought their own equipment. So they were yeah. like hardcore into it. And this wind lady was telling us about all the time she's been haunted. And then there was and a family like, there that had two little kids and they're like, oh yeah, we live with ghosts. We're like super into it. I'm like, that's, that's awesome. If you guys are into that, that is so cool. So cool for you. Um, I know at one point when that, like their little girl was like crying though. She was yeah, that was actually a little too Because intense. like this freaking like demon thing popped out. Was we <laughs> definitely, what? yeah. So, like, the first part of the tour, they took us to this, like, really, really old, abandoned um, slave cemetery. And yeah, which our tour guide was... One. What was that? <laughs> the problem number one. <laughs> I mean, it was... It was... It was... I, I thought it was cool. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's, like, history, historic. I mean, obviously, it's not great history, but, like, it's yeah. still part of our history. And our tour guide, which I am totally blanking on what his name was. I feel so bad. But he was—he was really nice, and he told us, you know, that he actually comes during the day and like tries to take care of the cemetery, which I thought that was really sweet, because mm-hmm. he calls it an abandoned cemetery because he says like the city doesn't take care of it, the state doesn't take care of it; it's just there, and yeah. so like these people are literally just being forgotten. But he like goes and does the history on them, and like he put like little American flags next to people who actually like. Were, were in the military yeah so i i was like that's really cool that's really like special um and i was down for that you know i was like okay take some creepy pictures and whatnot and then what was the second place we went to was it the house it was the house that's that's where shit <laughs> yeah. was like what we were there forever we were there like, forever. forever like i felt like i was definitely on an episode of ghost adventures at this point <laughs> yeah but it was just like uh, like, yeah, <laughs> when he told everyone sit at the table, I was like, "Nope, I'm good. I'm gonna stand I'm over." Like the here. Only two people standing up. <laughs> I was like, "I am not sitting at that table." And then I mean, like they put like a flashlight out, like a mag light, and he just had it out. And I was kind of being a little like skeptical of the situation. Like I was like, "Hey, he probably has like a remote and he's like clicking it or something," because they would ask the spirit questions, and then the flashlight would like hella light up you know or turn off all of a sudden or flicker and i'm like okay he's got to be doing something but he wasn't i was observing him he was not it was real (laughs) yeah it was real and yeah like the people sitting at the table were like feeling stuff and i mean like katie said this little girl she probably was like nine maybe even younger she started like crying just like she got really like a scared feeling all of a sudden and i'm like oh my god Obviously, we're not talking to friendly ghosts at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No. So, 
um if you're into that go do that do that but yeah yeah i remember we were he was gonna drive us back to our car in the van and then it's how we're like so tired because this had lasted so long and we're just like are we bringing something back with us like what's going on and then he like stops and pulls over at this other like what was it some other building and he starts telling us about that it was a bar that they had an apartment above that they investigated and a guy like axe murdered his wife and daughters that's in the apartment and they said that like they would go there to like investigate it but then the spirits were like too heavy and dark that people like it was not good yeah, so they stopped taking people there because it was too much. I'm like, why are you taking us outside? Yeah, and like the other thing too is St. Augustine's an hour away from me, and I had to work the next day. And like Katie yeah. said, our original tour was at like 7 p.m., and then it got bumped to 9 p.m., and it was only supposed to be like an hour and a half, and then it was like four hours. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's midnight. We still have to drive an hour back home. <laughs> and I got to, tr- you know, get up for work in the morning, and then I got to come back and take Katie to the airport. And. It was just, it was intense. Um, yeah, for sure. And I definitely felt really. It was the house that for me was like, mm, this is also just unsettling. And but it, like I said, if you're really like you're, you get stoked off like trying to talk to whatever ghost, like go for it. I personally don't like to try talking to ghosts. Like I like learning about ghosts, and I had to. I definitely have some of my own spooky ghost encounter stories but i'm not really like a ouija board kind of person or anything like that and like i feel like like, everyone in that room was like super into yeah i like learning about that stuff and i'm like but the problem is i also 100 percent think it's real and so when you're inviting that kind of energy yeah i was like okay i would love to read about this um, or watch a video about this, but I'm not really... I want to watch Zach Bagan do this. <laughs> yes, but I'm not so sure about me being here right now yeah. and getting possessed. Because so. I definitely feel like I am a pretty receptible person, I think, to those kind of energies and things like that. And so I just remember being in that room and like we made eye contact and the whole thing I could think about was like my mom chewing me out for like being there. <laughs> like it just felt like my mom was like, why would you put yourself in this situation? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, why would I do that? Like, I was like, we got to go buy sage or something. <laughs> and then of course, like, Katie leaves my head. I was all, Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Save me. But the next couple nights in my, yeah. I mean, I'm living in a new apartment. It's pretty empty. I don't have a lot of furniture yet. And like the next couple nights after that, like I swear the cats were just staring at random things in the darkness. And I'm like, please stop. <laughs> no, I mean, I love that sort of thing. It was just once we were in the house, I was like, oh crap. When the lights the house is kind of like suffocating too. I felt like in a lot of yeah. ways. And then there was like random like drafts of like cold air that didn't make sense. Like I'm like, there's not even a vent near me. Why is yes. it cold right here? And I was yes. like, Meh. And then there was one like spirit that was supposed to live there where he was like, oh, he likes women. And he was like trying to get him to come out because there was a lot of women on the tour. And I was all, um, how about we let him rest? <laughs> Yeah, and then they're like, oh, and then of course he talks to us about he's like, yeah, there's um, 
you know, there's like a little boy here, but then there's this other thing that's like trying to imitate and pretend to be like it's a little boy, but it's not. He was calling it like the mimic, and I was like, uh. And I was like, "Uh -uh." like, I swear to God, something touched me. But even (laughs) even our tour guide, he was very much like telling everyone, he's like, do not mess with Ouija boards. Like, they are dangerous. And I'm like, "Mm, amen, amen. Mm -hmm." (laughs) Preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it. But yeah, yeah, like that family, that little girl when she was crying, her dad was like stoked off it and was like filming the whole encounter. And I'm like, dude, yeah, <laughs> like this is your kid. Like, <laughs> go comfort her. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, but like, my cat Luna just decided to start grooming my cat Indy, and it's so cute because <laughs> they never do that. They normally fight all the time. Anyways, all right. So yeah, we had a. Uh, that was our ghost experience in St. Augustine. Um, oh, and I'd also like to add that we, I think, were looking for ghost experiences in, like, the old part of St. Augustine. And, like, the house we went to was, like, some cracker house 20 miles outside the city, too. I know. That was the other thing. I was really like, weird. where is he taking us? I know. We're, I'm like, are we all getting kidnapped right now? Like, <laughs> yeah it was like outside of town and it was just like this random house it was like a house they bought yeah they bought it so it was owned by the tour place and um it had nothing to do with the history of saint augustine it was just out there yeah i don't know i don't know it was interesting i mean he did take us to somewhat of the lighthouse um which is we're going to talk about that today but again we weren't really like able to go in the lighthouse because it was like after hours and I think yeah I don't know there was some conflict with another tour but um nonetheless the the tour guide we had he was he was a cool guy he was really nice uh he was just really into it like it got to a point where we weren't even really talking about history of where we're at or the ghosts but people were just exchanging photos of like ghosts that they've caught on other places yeah, I'm like, mm, this isn't like what I paid for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't what I was there for. So, but I don't know. Other than that, the whiskey tasting was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Take me back just for that. I remember we were the first tasting. They gave you so much. I remember when we walked out. I was just like, am I like smashed? Right yes. Now? <laughs> and for free. <laughs> I know. Like I probably had $20 in my account that day. And <laughs> And I drank so much for free. Guys, in California, we charge you for everything. Like, you want to go wine tasting? Yeah, that's like $30 for a spit of wine. But over here, it's like, oh, yeah, we have free wine tasting. We have free whiskey tasting. And I'm like, what? What? It was fantastic. (laughs) It was. So one of the distillers we went to, which we're actually, we decided to put in our drink today, um, is called City Gate uh, Distillery. And they are in Old Town, um, St. Augustine. And get a chance. If you are ever in the East Coast, like Florida, please go to St. Augustine because it is really, really, really cool. Like, it was built in, like, the 1500s. And I think it's the oldest city in the nation or the Mm -hmm. first city in the nation, something like that. European, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's really, really cool. Like, they have the old fort and stuff still set up. And, like, when you walk through there, like, you literally feel like you're walking through, like, the set of Pirates in the Caribbean. Um, yes. It's yes. it's so it cool. Beautiful. But City Gate Distillery, that place 
fucking awesome. <laughs> like fucking awesome. They're right in the downtown area and you go in and I mean, basically they're trying to get you drunk. So you buy a bunch of stuff, which like if I had more than $20 in my account, I would have because it was <laughs> so good. Like their stuff, they don't even have to try and sell it. You just taste it and you want more of it. So I know I was, I didn't have a checked bag. Otherwise I would have bought something. Oh, don't worry. I'm bringing stuff home for Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was so good. The caramel one. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it. it. They gave us like, I think 10 shots all together. And it was like moonshine, whiskey, rum, vodka. Like it was a lot of stuff. So yeah. So today's drink is, um, it's, so our whole episode is based on St. Augustine and we're using Citygate Distillery for our drink today. We're calling it the Citygate Smash. So you're going to, and one of my favorite whiskeys that I tried from them was the maple whiskey. So that's the one that mm-hmm. we're using today. So you take two and a half ounces of smoked maple whiskey. Then you're going to add half an ounce of OJ because Florida is the state of oranges. And you're going to put about a quarter ounce of lemon juice, do a few stashes, uh, dashes of bitter and then you can take a orange slice that is coated with cinnamon and sugar and kind of add that in there, add your ice, stir it up real good, and then top it off with some club soda. And it's fizzy delicious. and delicious. So, cheers. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So you can find this recipe on our Instagram, which is at Crimes and Cocktails, um, or our Twitter, which is Cocktails Crimes, um, or you could follow us on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash crimes and cocktails um, and become one of our patrons and get some extra stuff. And then speaking of patrons, um, we have a new one, Robin. So we're going to be taking two shots of whiskey for you throughout this episode. And uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> so cheers to you. I'm going to take my first shot right now. And cheers. Honestly, don't even mind because this whiskey goes down so smooth. Like, you don't need a chase or anything. It's it's amazing. It's so good. Yes. Um, and speaking of our Patreon, we are actually changing things up a little bit. So if you are one of our patrons, you're probably already aware of this. If you're not, um, we are changing things up, like I just said, because I like to repeat myself. But check it out. We've made a few updates to what we are offering people. And you can be a patron for as little as, I think it's $2. It's either $2 or $3. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. So we're we're just changing it up. Check it out. Give us a like. Give us a hollow. Whatever. And then (laughs) I am sorry if you guys hear background noise right now. And the neighbors across the street from us decided to move in gravel. So Oh, love that. They're doing that right now, and it's a little distracting. It's also, <laughs> like, much earlier in the day and a weekend. And we normally yeah. don't record on weekends. Like, we're recording on Sunday right now. And it's... Yeah. What time is it? It's 3 p.m. your time, 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. my time. So that also throws yeah. things off. Sometimes, Usually we record at night, and so it's a little bit quieter. But yeah, this is what works for us. So let's jump on in. So St. Augustine is the first established city in the nation, like I said earlier. It was founded in 1565, and it's had people living in it ever since, which is actually 
not that common for places established that long ago. That's why they mm-hmm. say it's the first like running and oldest established city in the nation. Um, Cause even places like I think Salem people left for a while and came back. So it's yeah, this place was actually settled before Jamestown and before the pilgrims came and landed at Plymouth rock. So, and as you might have guessed, St. Augustine was settled by the Spanish one thing that's uh, pretty cool about St. Augustine is, like I was saying earlier, how you kind of feel like you're walking through a set of Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, the city layout and structure is still pretty similar to how it was. Like, mm-hmm. the main part where, you're, where we were at with the distillery, the streets are super narrow. It has, like, the overhead balconies that was one feature introduced by the Spanish. And it just, it still kept to that whereas a lot of cities like even new orleans and stuff they've kind of like shifted over the years you know so yeah no this place is just uh, it it was really pretty yeah i felt like i didn't feel like i was in america (laughs) no it didn't feel like america for sure so plus (laughs) (laughs) Uh, saint augustine was originally settled for two main reasons one was military base for protecting the newly found Florida. And then the second was it was a missionary home base for missionaries that had plans to go further out into the Americas. And because of the part of the U- it became a part of the US in 1845, which um, and then about 20 years after the Civil War, St. Augustine became a vacation town. Henry um, was it Flagler? Yeah, say his name Flagler decided to build resorts for wealthy Americans to come and vacation there. Um, so we went to actually one location, which was his, um, his hotel and, um, was now a museum. It's just full of like the most random things. I know. And I was like, dang, this place is nice. This place is Um, nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that's what it felt like. I was like, don't belong here. Um, got grizzly bears and random China. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's like, okay. Um, Yeah, it was pretty random but um i could see why a lot of wealthy people would want to come yeah now like all places that are old uh we tend to find a lot more ghosts i would say um whether you believe in ghosts or not which as you guys know katie and i do as we said earlier and we definitely do after that tour if we did it before (laughs) (laughs) there is no denying that there is something spooky about old places and especially saint augustine so one of the most popular haunted places in saint augustine would be the saint augustine lighthouse and this is the location i was saying that like we kind of got to see but we didn't get to like we basically saw, like, I think there was a park outside of the lighthouse, and that's where we got to go. Yeah. I was kind of bored at that point. This was after the spooky house, and it just felt we like... We scared and tired. Yeah, we mainly <laughs> tired, too, because yeah. like an idiot, I did not bring bug spray, um, closed shoes, or sunscreen. <laughs> and we, like, were wandering around, and I'm wearing, like, a dress and sandals, and I'm all... I still have scars on my legs from all the bug bites that we got that that day and then sunburns and everything and i was just like i am tired the buzz has worn off <laughs> yeah right we were probably hung over at this point yeah. <laughs> being hung over and looking for ghosts just does not does not go well together let me tell you 
man. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Okay. So after being this, and this comes from, uh, this is a story about the, I'm, I apologize if I say this wrong, the, the Pity Girls, Pity Girls, I think that's called. I think that's right. Yeah. So <clears throat> they, this is around the time where like lighthouses were kind of being built across, you know, the coast, right? <laughs> And they wanted to build, you know, they wanted to build a a lighthouse in St. Augustine and they had gotten some money together to like approve for this new lighthouse and the construction began in 1871. And this was supposed to be something, a good thing for the city, right? You know, some safety, public transportation, ships coming in and out, but it would soon turn to tragedy. So... Superintendent of Lighthouse Construction, Hezekiah Petit, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, he moved down here from Cape Elizabeth, Maine, uh, with his family to oversee construction of the new St. Augustine Lighthouse. He lived on the site with his wife, Mary, and their their children, Mary Adelaide, Eliza, Edward, and Carrie. And just, I mean, while he was working there during the day, his kids would often be playing around the construction site. And that's just kind of what they did. By 1873, only the foundation and about 42 feet of what would be a 165-foot tower was completed. They had this railway cart that would move the supplies docked down at the salt run to the building site. So it would kind of go up from the shore up to like where they were building the lighthouse. And they had this, you know, like train tracks almost, and then a cart. And the kids would often play on the cart and they would ride it down the hill and stuff. But they were only told that they could do that during, you know, when people are around, etc. And it was kind of almost like their own little mini roller coaster for them. So... It was sounds, so fun, sounds like fun, right? <laughs> you know, and they're doing it. They're, you know, kind of supervised a lot of workers and stuff for like watching them and everything. Um, and there was a wooden board at the end of the rail that would stop the cart from going into the water. So they would zoom down this hill and then run into the wooden board and it would stop it. So it was just, you know, a little thrill of excitement and then boom, they'd stop and they'd be safe. However, on July 10th, 1873, the three sisters, Mary, who was 15, Eliza, who was 13, and Carrie, who was four years old, along with uh, one uh, an unknown African-American girl that I think was one of their playmates there. She was about 10 years old, um, who's, I think her dad was like one of the people working on the site. They were riding the cart as normal, but... This time, however, and unfortunately, the wooden board that stopped the cart from going into the water was not in place. So the cart carried the girls that that they zoomed down, four girls in this cart. It went right into the water and flipped in and it trapped them underneath. Now, Mr. Dan Sessions, he was a young worker there. He saw this thing happen and raced as fast as he could down to the water When he got to the cart, he was trying to lift it up, but 
it was so heavy and it had taken him a while to even get down there that by the time he was able to get this cart flipped over, three of the four girls had already drowned. And the only one to survive was the youngest, which was four-year-old Carrie. So terrible, terrible thing that happened. And Mm -hmm. uh, in the days right after this, this whole construction site got, you know, shut down and they had a funeral for the girls. And at this point, the Petit family decided to just go back to Maine. And they actually took their daughters with them there to have them buried up in Maine. Um, To this day, it's not known actually where the young African-American girl was buried, which is sad. Don't really know what what happened there or where she's rest. Maybe she's in that cemetery that Katie and I went to. I'm not sure. Uh, But in the 145 years since this happened, there have been a lot of spooky incidents at this tower. So there are people who have talked about hearing little girls laughing when they're in the tower. People have talked about hearing girls laughing when they're near the water. People have talked about hearing like the rushing of like, uh, the cart going down rails, even though the rails are not there anymore. Um, people still feel like they get that sensation of like hearing a cart going down into the water, which is kind of creepy. One story that I'm going to share involves, uh, one of the lighthouse keepers. He lived in the home in the 1950s and he reported hearing footsteps upstairs. He went to investigate, but no one was up there. The head keeper at the time was James Pippin. He served and worked there from 1953 to 1955. So he was a bit there about two years, and he was the last keeper to live at the light station. Now, he initially lived in the keeper house, as all the keepers before had done, but at this point he had moved to a much smaller little lookout building on the coast because he felt like the big house was haunted and he couldn't stay another night in the house like it was giving him the eebie-jeebies so in 1955 the lighthouse lamp was fully automated and they placed they the united states coast guard actually replaced the lighthouse keepers with like a position called a lamp lighter and um, they didn't live on the site but they would come back and they would just you know light the lamps here and there and stuff but The <clears throat> sorry, one of the guys that was a lamplighter, he recalls waking up often with a small girl standing by his bed, and then he would close his eyes and then she'd disappear. And he said this happened several times. Um, and then in 1970, for a reason unknown, the keeper's house actually burned down to the ground. So they they don't know what happened to it there. Um, it was a ghost. It was a ghost. <laughs> Those little girls. They're just like paying back. I don't know, something. So after the house burned down, when they were renovating it, it's also, there have been many reports of unexplained incidents. And it's said that in the basement, there it's a pretty active area for ghostly encounters, which this is the one part of the house that has not been completely burned to the ground, is the basement. Um, and they've had psych, they've brought in psychics and stuff too to come into this house to kind of like 
try and figure out, you know, like what's going on here. And one psychic said that she learned that the young African-American girl's name was Ellie or Eleanor, but that has not really been, there's not really any historical documents confirming that. So they're still kind of looking into that, I guess, but that's what the psychic said. So it must be true. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yes. Must be true. Uh, there have been reports of people saying that they see little girls playing hide and seek uh, in the house and in the lighthouse, but then there'll be no one there. And which to me is just absolutely terrifying. If I was like going there and I heard like children giggling is like the scariest so thing. Scary. I don't know what it is, so scary. but it's like it just creeps me out. Like I don't want no, to hear you giggle. <laughs> No laughing. <laughs> you keep your giggles to yourself. <laughs> Get out of here. Hide and go seek too. Whenever I think about hide and go seek and being creepy, I think of The Conjuring. You know, when they oh. play the game. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So freaking scary. Yeah. So like I lived with this one girl, well, Kelly. And we lived yeah. in a house that was built in the 1800s in Pacific Grove. Yeah. And we made the mistake of watching The Conjuring in our living room. And her mom decorated that house because it was like a vacation home her parents had. And we were renting it. But her mom decorated with all like old furniture. You remember (laughs) going there, right? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That was the house was like. It was cool, but also at night, it was so creepy to me. I don't know. It was, just, it was so scary, but I just remember. Well, it's because you were also living in that space that was off the main house so that you had to like, yes. go outside to go so, to the like, bathroom. So the main house, <laughs> and then there was what in the 1800s would have been a child's playroom was attached from the house, and that is where my bedroom was. So in the middle of the night, if I needed to go to pee, I needed to like leave my room, go out through this dark, creepy like patio, and then go into the main house. And it was just like, oh my gosh. I remember after we watched The Conjuring, I literally slept in Kelly's bed for like the week. Because <laughs> I could not. <laughs> I could not. I was like, I'm not going out there. Someone's going to play hide and go seek with me in my sleep. It's <laughs> <laughs> clapping in Oh God, ear. no. But yeah, so this, this place has like a lot of... People have experienced a lot of creepy stuff and mainly, I mean, a lot of it seems pretty harmless, like little girls playing hide and go seek or harmless tricks and stuff like that on people. But some of it has been a little menacing. So I don't know if it's those girls or if it's like other something pretending to be yeah the mimic you know maybe there yeah because one person who was actually a tour guide that worked there she said that um it was like at night she was like closing everything up and she was like going she had to go she heard something up at the top of the tower so she thought like maybe someone hadn't left the tower yet so she's like trying to get them to like leave and then she like went upstairs uh to go and check and there's no one up there so she's like that's so weird like okay whatever so she goes to start going downstairs but her shoelace was tied to the staircase which i don't know i just got chills thinking about that (laughs) right it's all like because i feel like someone is waiting for her to take a tumble take a little tumble so yeah i'm like i don't know if that was like a practical (laughs) joke or someone was trying to murder her but that is yeah definitely scary i don't know and 
there's just been so much. Like, if you go and look up St. Augustine Lighthouse, I guarantee you'll find so many stories about this place. So Yeah, and I'm sure there's probably a lot of people, like, vacationing who went and visit and have seen something or, like, caught something on their camera or, you know, whatever. But it's just a lot, a lot of spooky stuff. A lot of spooky <laughs> stuff. So check it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> why is it always the basement too like it's always the basement or the attic because they want you to go somewhere that i feel like it's secluded from people or i mean yeah. like obviously there's and here's the other thing i don't i'm not convinced that it's really i don't know like i'm not convinced it's those girls that are haunting it no i think that there's like a lot of evil spirits like demons <laughs> that will imitate um, you know, like a child so that they, because people are more likely to be like, oh, it's just a harmless child. And then, no, it's... That's how yes. they get you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's, it's like, just me. It's like those demons in Hercules. <laughs> yeah. What is the name? I can't remember what their names are. Pain. Panic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm just a cute little kid that needs help. But exactly. Yeah. And well, the other thing too is like, uh, let's think about this. They took the girls' bodies to Maine. Yeah. So would their spirits be left here? Would they, I would think and like, not. would they even be in the lighthouse? Don't you think they'd be in the water? Yeah. Swimming around. They died, like <laughs> haunting, haunting the, sharks. the sharks. The many, many <laughs> sharks that live out here. Yeah. Live in the streets Ugh. now. No. <laughs> oh man. Ugh, gross. All right. So we'll move on to a different haunted location um, in St. Augustine. Uh, so, dating back to 1791, the St. Francis Inn um, is supposed to be very haunted. Um, it's on the smaller side and has just 17 rooms. And then there was like um, a separate associated building with suites that was acquired at a later date and built in the 1800s. Um, but we're going to focus more on the main house. So um, the inn's now on the National Register of Historic Places, and it's the oldest hotel in St. Augustine. Um, it did not start out as an inn. It was actually a family home belonging to... I'm going to be butchering all these names. <laughs> <laughs> Gaspar Garcia, um, a sergeant in the 3rd Battalion of Infantry Regiment of Cuba. Um, the King <laughs> the of Spain grant- Cuba. <laughs> Cuba. So the King of Spain granted him the lot that he built this home on. So royalty. <laughs> um, but the home passed between several families throughout the years. And then... Um, it was finally started to be used as an inn in 1845, um, so prior to the Civil War. Um, and now we're going to get to those hauntings. So, um, there's been a few different hauntings going on, but I'm just going to focus on one of them that's talked about the most, because I think this is the one that people have most, the people involved or the what visitors have most think they've seen. Um, so... That's a young woman named Lily who was a slave at the inn um, when it was still a home. Um, and it was owned at this time by either Thomas Henry um, Dummett or his daughter Anna. So um, the story goes that Lily and a Brit- British soldier, who was possibly Anna's nephew, fell in love and began an affair, which ended with um, Lily becoming pregnant. And then Anna, who 
was like her owner basically um, ending the relationship. So rather than live without her lover, Lily is said to have gone up to the attic and hung herself. So the story's, you know, pretty far-fetched, I doubt that they fell in love. Um, I'm sure it was him taking advantage of her. And then maybe she didn't hang herself. Um, maybe someone did the job. Yeah, for I doubt her. she hung herself. Yes, exactly. Um, and it has um, multiple versions um, that people have said throughout the years, like that it was actually the nephew that hung himself instead. Um, but you know, who knows? <laughs> so the room um, that is um, that attic room is now called Lily's room. Um, and a lot of guests request to stay in there because um, they're looking for a lot of activity. And people have claimed to see her from the back, but never that her face. That is, like, so scary to me. I right. feel like it's just scarier right. when things are left to your imagination. What I think is scary is when people think they see ghosts, and then they are facing them, but then their face is just distorted. Like, that's scarier Ugh. to me, too. Like, Ugh. it's just gone. So many chills right I'm like, now. where you should see a face or just nothing. <laughs> anyway. Um, and a lot of women who stay up in that room report their makeup or jewelry being moved or missing. Um, and so then it's supposed to be Lily. Or... <laughs> The house cleaner's got a problem. <laughs> oh, this one's just Ninny. I don't know why they sound like that in oh, Florida. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, but then there's a lot of guests, too, who, like, they say their jewelry or makeup has gone missing, and then it's found, like, in another area of the room later where they, like, looked before, or it's found in just a different part of the inn and then returned to them. So it's getting moved around. Um, and then there's also been sightings of a short young man in like a military uniform that people have seen, um, and they believe that that is um, the British British soldier slash Lily's lover. Lily's so, lover. Um, yeah, and I guess she's seen a lot, especially if you stay in that room in the Ooh, attic. So, so is that where we're going next? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll go, but Can I ain't staying in the room. <laughs> I've stayed at haunted places before, and let me tell you. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sleep. Well, so maybe we'll save it for another episode. We could do, because I've been to Salem a few times, and I stayed in one of the most haunted hotels in America. And yeah, I slept, but I wouldn't really call it sleep. <laughs> like, it was rough. <laughs> yeah, no, I would. I would love to stay at a haunted hotel, and I know that like up until the moment it was time to go to bed, I'd be having that's when we sleep with the lights on. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, "This is great!" And then as soon as like the lights went off, I'd be like, "Get me out!" (laughs) I was like, "It's gonna be running down the halls. Get me out of here!" Like honestly, one if I saw a, a. like this ghost that people say is Lily and just like they never turn to face you and it's just like they're back like retreating around a corner or whatever. I'm just being like, God. I'd be running in the opposite direction out of there. I'm just like picturing sure. it now. Like just, uh, it, it, I don't like yeah. it. Because the thing too yeah. is like if they never, if they just always see the back and that thing just like randomly does turn around or it turns around but it's like all of a sudden behind you. I'm all looking behind me right now. Me too. It's in the afternoon. I'm like, uh. Afternoon with the lights on. I'm like, who that? Who that? Who (laughs) that? Exactly. What you swatting at? (laughs) Exactly. 
Oh gosh. So another haunted place, and we'll end with this. But first, we're gonna take our second shot because I feel a little bit thirsty. So cheers to you, Robin. Robin. Pour one out for the homies into my mouth. (laughs) Yum. Honestly, I think when I go back, I'm gonna get the caramel flavored one too. So good. So this next place is called Casa de Suenos, and it's another of a haunted inn slash hotel slash inn. It's like a step up from an inn, I would say, (laughs) but it's not a hotel in St. Augustine. It was built originally as a home in 1904, but in the 1940s, it became the Garcia Funeral Home which operated into the 1960s and funeral homes are just i mean they all got to be haunted like just because of what they are just because of what they are and mad respect to the people who work in funeral homes like i can never do that but obviously the work you do is very important and helps us say goodbye to our loved ones and such but like You got people, like, sewing people up and putting makeup on people, you know, to make them presentable for funerals, and that is just, like, that's a special someone right there. (laughs) Yeah. Those people got stories. stories. (laughs) Like, ugh. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, So, in the 1990s, a woman named Kathleen Hurley decided, hey, since we already got people staying in beds here, why don't we turn this funeral home into an inn? (laughs) (laughs) They could check out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the hauntings really became apparent. So as Kathleen prepared the inn for guests, she immediately started noticing strange activity. Packages were being moved. Boxes were inexplicably being turned upside down. And on one occasion, Kathleen said that she bought a large candle for the inn, which I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing already? <laughs> Candles, come on. It's the 1990s. It's not like you need the candles. But she decided, oh, I'm going to buy this large, beautiful candle for the inn. And she placed the package on a counter. And she turned to leave. And the candle came out of the package and moved right in front of her. She saw it. So. You're not leaving me. Yeah. I need that candle. Guests who have stayed there have reported seeing shadow people, which is creepy and dark and not friendly little giggling girls in a tower. And they said they feel like they're being watched, which that feeling, I don't know what it is about us humans. Like we can sense when someone's watching us. It's, Mm -hmm. it's so weird to me, but you can sense it. Like it's real. (laughs) I don't like it. The bar that I used to work at was definitely haunted and we all of us bartenders would definitely like especially around closing time there's this one section of the bar and whenever we were near there we always felt like we were being oh my gosh it was so creepy and the sensation it was just uh i hated it and it was that one section for sure like we all would avoid it if possible i don't like that yeah that bar was like kind of a it was an old building wasn't it Mm-hmm. It was built in the 1800s, yeah. um, and it had been a, a lot of things throughout the years, um, and before finally, you know, being a bar, and um, 
there was somebody who killed themselves in the basement at one point. Um, it was creepy as hell, <laughs> and weird stuff would happen yeah. there. Like, um, not to interrupt you, <laughs> too much to go off track, but there was this one time I was alone in there opening up for the night, and um, the jukebox just, I was sitting there, like, getting all, like, the mixers and stuff ready, and um, the jukebox randomly just turned on, and it started playing a song that I was, like, very vocal that I hated. And it was just that song, and it just turned on. And then I went, like, to be like, what the hell? Like, why did this randomly turn on? It was, like, off, and I was way far away from it. And then when I went to, like, go unplug it or something, it turned off. I was like, what the hell? Like, before I could get to it to unplug it, oh it turned gosh. off. No, 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 It no, was no, super no. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine staying there overnight. <laughs> no, thank you. No, Never. thank you. <laughs> Never. Just feeling like you're being watched the whole time while you're sleeping. I would not. I would not sleep at all. Just no. Nope. So there is an unknown spirit that the inn has decided to name Randolph, which I'm like, why? Uh, Randolph is a weird name. <laughs> Randolph the Red, no spirit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Had a very shiny nose. Oh, God. <laughs> but he is the most seen and experienced, and uh, some people think he's actually multiple different spirits, and he's not just one, which is also just creepy. Maybe he's like what our tour guide said, like a mimic or something. I don't know. But he's known for taking items and then kind of doing what you said, like, earlier, where people's makeup was disappearing and stuff. Like, he kind of does yeah. the same thing, where he takes something, and then it just magically, like, appears again. So, very creepy. If you guys are looking for someone to stay the night and live a night of fright, then yeah. go stay at Casa de Suenos or go to the St. Francis Inn. And then definitely check out the St. Augustine Lighthouse because it is one of the most haunted places, I think, in America and definitely the most haunted place in St. Augustine, Florida. And uh, do the ghost tour. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Well, I will put um, a link to their to their tickets in our thing here so you can go check them out and be like, listen, I heard... Bring some holy water. Bring some holy water. Cross. Because <laughs> the shit is real. God. So it wasn't like, yeah. oh, here's a friendly little ghost tour where we make up things. Like, it was real. <laughs> I would yeah. say you do get yeah. your money's worth. Um, okay, yeah. So, you know, the quality, <laughs> it was there. It was there. Um, it just wasn't the, money's the cup worth, of tea I it wanted. It was there. It just... We weren't expecting it, and so it definitely... I think if I, A, wasn't so tired, because that was a big contributor to the problem, is it was a really long day for us, especially when you day drink. Those are just the longest days. You need a nap. (laughs) So book a a room at the (laughs) St. Francis Inn and take a nap in between. (laughs) Take a nap. Sober up. And then go on this ghost tour. And if I can remember that guy's name, I will mention him in the comments too because I can't remember. Because he was a great tour guide. He really was. We just were were not as much of ghost hunters as we thought we were. Right? When like, it came down to I it, I was just... like, ah, come here. Yeah, I'm all, who touching my hair? <laughs> Breathing <laughs> down my neck. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
No, it was it was freaky. It was freaky. What um, was the kid's name? Was it Jack? I don't remember what the kid's I don't name know. was. That was like the little ghost kid, but oh, the yeah. kid, the kid, little kid was supposed. To, I think was, was Jack. No, Tommy. Tommy. That's even creepier. <laughs> Jack Tommy, was like another Tommy, ghost. I think Tommy. that lived there. Yeah, it was. was like an older guy. Jack was one of the. I think Jack was the one that liked them. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So Saint August, uh, Saint Augustine, it's a place to go to for hauntings for sure. I'm actually going to go back in a couple weeks. Uh, my mom's coming to visit, and we're going to go check it out. But we're not going on the ghost tour. <laughs> Take her on the tour. No, I'm just kidding. Your mom? Oh my God, no. <laughs> my mom <laughs> would bring holy water and bless every corner of that town. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you couldn't drag her to go to that no tour. no 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 i wouldn't i wouldn't dare oh man but yeah it's Augustine is cool though it it honestly is really cool it's a really cool place yeah and um yeah well that is this week's episode we're just kind of talking about a couple little goodies for you to go and check out if you are in the area uh and then yeah that's it we've got some some stuff we're in the works of planning out we say that all the time but we actually do mean it this time (laughs) (laughs) we had a meeting we had an actual meeting like in the two years we've been a podcast we've never really had like an official meeting you know where we're like we just kind of yeah which is probably you can tell (laughs) i'm sure you can tell (laughs) what Why do I still listen to these girls? I don't know. But yeah. Was his name Glenn? The twirl? No. I would remember it if you said it, but no, it's not. Okay. But I'm going to look back through my emails and see if it says <laughs> And we'll update you with that. Yeah. We're back because we just remembered his name. So his name is Lou. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah. go and go on the haunted tour and Ghost Augustine. Ghost Augustine is what it is and say hi to Lou for us and tell him about our experience and how we're if we weren't believers before we are now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Ciao. <laughs>